You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Sunday. That's right, a Sunday pod, Sunday, December 13th. I am your host, as always, Javier Reyes of this here Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you feel so inclined, please hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, concerns you might have, and I'll do my very old best to answer them here on the show. In today's show, we are continuing this off-season wish list of mine with my old buddy Santa Claus. Santa, say hi! Ho, 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 ho! How is everybody doing? I think they're all doing great, Santa. Thank you for sure. You know, it's it's funny that you just decided to come on my podcast. I really appreciate you just jumping on board and granting, hopefully, my wish list items. So, Santa, shall I uh, continue with the fifth item on my list? Oh, I don't see why not. Go for it, buddy. All right. Here we go, guys. The first uh, of this part two of this thing, I guess, right, guys? The next thing on my offseason wish list is a little bit of a surprising one. It has to do with probably the biggest free agent this offseason, and that's Trevor Bauer. And what is my offseason wish list item exactly with Trevor Bauer? I do not want the Padres to sign him. Whoa, 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 whoa. That must sound crazy, right? By my estimation, I remember him being quite the pitcher this last season. Well, yeah, that's the thing, Santa, is that it was this last season. Don't get me wrong, I actually disagree with some people that think that Trevor Bauer, this is his only good season. With an astonishingly low 1.73 ERA, a K per 9 of 12.3, and officially winning that Cy Young Award that many predicted him to win. In fact, I don't think this was his only good season. Back in 2018, he was pretty good and finished in Cy Young voting as number 6, with a K per 9 of actually 11.3, which isn't too much lower than what he had this year and an ERA of 2.21. So don't get me wrong, this is obviously his magnum opus of the season, but I don't think he was ever, you know, it's not like this is the only good season he's ever had. And I actually think 2019, he was still pretty solid with a 3.79 ERA with Cleveland, even though that season kind of went off the rails, especially when he got traded to Cincinnati and kind of fell apart in the second half of that season. But for the most part, he's always showed strikeout potential, and that's usually really impressive. Now, is this guy necessarily Garrett Cole, a guy who was a fine, you know, mid-lane pitcher, you know, maybe, actually, Garrett Cole is a little bit better, I think, at this time in his career than Garrett. Uh, than Trevor Bauer ever was, but still, is he that guy? Not necessarily, and I get that. So I do admit I'm going to be a little controversial, Santa. Would you mind if I'd be controversial? Oh, oh, I welcome it, sir. Well, in that case, yeah, I must say, maybe there is a little bit of a bias against Trevor Bauer in the sense that, yes, he is super controversial. Not because necessarily of his play, but because of his off-field kind of antics and the way he, you know, deals with, say, women on social media and some of the harassment things that have been kind of spouted about him and how he's a little bit mean to people and he, he's, you know, maybe his politics aren't all that right. So is that necessarily the guy you want in the clubhouse? Maybe not, but that's not really my main reason for not wanting Trevor Bauer on the Padres. Please, tell us what it is. Well, um, Santa, your voice got a little bit weird there, but what it really is, guys, is I don't think that the Padres should be spending that much money on Trevor Bauer. I know what he said about wanting a, that he'd be super down with a one-year deal. I don't know if that's just him talking. Now, is he the type of person to do that? Yeah, Trevor Bauer is absolutely the type of person to be like, just for, for whatever reason, to just be like the, the new mercenary of baseball and just go around signing one year. 40 million dollar contracts or what have you right he definitely sounds like the guy that would do that if there ever was but i think he might actually 
give in on that and might settle for the kind of big, more, you know, surefire contract for over a longer period of time. And if that's the case, which is what I'm assuming, I don't want the Pirates to necessarily do that. That's going to be a lot of money committed to a pitcher who, like I said, kind of a two-hit wonder, don't get me wrong, is he fully legit? He might be, but I don't think we're as sure as some of the other guys uh, that have been top free agent pitchers on the board before in past seasons. I'm just wondering if this is like the free agency, if this is like the offseason back when Jacoby Ellsbury was the number one free agent on the market. Is he good? Sure, but is he the type of guy that you should shell out for, like in 2019 when we had Manny Machado and Bryce Harper as free agents heading into that season? Or I should say they were, they officially, this was their new teams heading into the season. I don't necessarily think so. And let's just look at the 2022 class of free agent pitchers just to give you guys an idea of it's not like necessarily that you can't get a starting pitcher next year. Free agent class for next year is Noah Syndergaard, Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Zach Granke, Lance Lint, Eduardo Rodriguez, Dylan Bundy, Lance McCullers Jr., Johnny Cueto, who has a club option, and Carlos Martinez is another one of the club option. Those are some pretty solid guys that, yes, they're not necessarily as young as Trevor Bauer, and it's possible that they're over the hill, but I'd much rather wait another year and maybe take a flyer on someone like Lance McCullers, who had some real momentum early on in his career, or maybe even Johnny Cueto, or maybe even Max Scherzer, if you could potentially go out for those guys, unlike Trevor Bauer, who I really think is going to get a major contract. That's kind of my biggest thing. I don't think the Pirates should be super invested in that, especially when you consider that they've still got a bunch of prospects in their farm system that you want to let those kids play, see what they've got. Luis Patino, yeah, he got a little bit lit up this year, but I don't think that necessarily is going to be fully true for the rest of his career, and Mackenzie Gore we haven't even seen yet, so I don't want to give a super expensive contract to a guy that will basically block those guys from coming up into the rotation. Will he be good? I'm confident saying that Trevor Bauer, I, I think it's more likely than not that this year at least was partially legit. I know the spin rate stuff and the forward substance things are some kind of criticisms people have laid his way, but still, I'm not looking necessarily at all that. I just think that there's a lot of potential other factors to that. I don't think it's as cut and dry as people think. And while I do admit there is some a little bit of a bias in terms of how good he is from the media and some other members, considering that he might be a little bit of a jerk, especially online and off, off the field, still, I'm willing to bet that the, the Padres can find other options that aren't nearly as expensive, as I mentioned in the last episode with someone like Jacob Rizzi. And believe me, I've got some others. A lot of explanation on that one. <laughs> why would you have on the rest of your list there? Well, yeah, uh, the rest of my list. I don't know why you're forcing me to go faster. But uh, anyways, speaking of kind of lower kind of cost options, let's talk about some guys that I would love the Pirates to look into if they say don't re-sign Trevor Rosenthal. The first one is Hansel Robles. <laughs> oh, that's quite the option there. Yeah, Hansel Robles was basically terrible in every single way in 2020. So I know a lot of people are going to be really, you know, kind of turned off by that one. He basically helped implode the already sinking ship of the Angels, but still, I really think a lot of people are going to be really shocked by this because he did have an ERA of 10.26. But if you just look at the years before, he had a 2.48 ERA with the Angels last season in 71 games that he pitched in with a total of... 72 innings pitched he managed to get 75 strikeouts which is good for a k per nine of 9.3 and he was really good for them and then if you look at the year before back in 2018 
he was pretty solid with a 3.7 ERA and especially got better once he reached the Angels, which is what I think Hansel Robles is in general. Here's the thing, I kind of look at Hansel Robles as the peak kind of buy low candidate for the Padres, and he's kind of the antithesis of what the Padres did when they, they traded for Emilio Pagan last year. Emilio Pagan, he probably pitched over his head when you consider looking at his fly ball tendencies and the fact that all the Tampa Bay fans were really kind of not all that upset when they lost him, which is really a concern of mine. Every time a team is, is ecstatic when you trade for their player that they don't really like, who even though he was playing well, they're like, yes, thank you for taking him off their hands. It's usually not a good sign. I would love for the Padres, if they do not re-sign Rosenthal, which is the kind of prefix to this whole uh, wish list item, if they don't re-sign Rosenthal, I would definitely look into Hansel Robles. And if, say, that that isn't a person that you're super ecstatic about, maybe you guys don't like that we're trying to buy too low and that we're thinking maybe he really just isn't very good. He only had a couple seasons and last year, this 2020 season where he imploded is more reality than, you know, than not. Well, then how about Brad Hand? You know, the Pirates are big fans of bringing back guys who used to be on the team lately, <coughs> Drew Pomerantz, and Drew Pomerantz worked out well. And back in the day, you know, unlike Drew Pomerantz, well, Brad Hand was an all-star with the Padres back in 2017 and 2018. In 2019 with Cleveland, he had a 3.3 ERA with a K per nine of 13.2, and he had a great season this year as well with an 11.9 K per nine and an ERA of 2.05. His ERA was even lower than the previous year. Of course, it was a smaller sample size, but still, and considering that the Cleveland Indians didn't tender him for some reason, they, or they, it's not that he was a non-tender, they declined the club option for him because the Cleveland Indians have basically decided lately that they don't want to have good players on their team and that they're all of a sudden penny pinchers and that they can't afford anybody. Heck, why not? So those are two options that I think would really work well for the Padres. I think Brad Hand is obviously the more exciting one, but I have a feeling a lot more teams are going to be interested in him. But I will say, Hansel Robles, I'm really thinking high on that guy, and I really think if you can't re-sign Rosenthal, then those are the two guys to go after, with Brad Hand being the second in line, and then Hansel Robles, who I expect is going to be a lot more available. But Santa, before we get into the rest of the last two items of my wish list for the offseason, can we talk about something super yummy? Oh, oh, is it cookies and milk? Well, actually, kind of. Let's get into that. I want to talk to you guys for a quick second about Built Bar. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, Built Bar is really awesome, as you can tell by Santa's reaction, all right? See, the best thing about Built Bar, guys, is that they're protein bars that taste like candy bars. They're covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew, and they've got such a variety of flavors. Coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, peanut butter brownie. They've got everything. And check out this, Santa. I don't know if you heard about this. Ho, ho, ho. Please fill me in. Well, they've got a bunch of new flavors. They got six to be exact. They've got Caramel Brownie, your favorite cookies and cream, Cherry barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. Ho, oh, oh, ho, and I have some I'd love to take them back with me to the North Pole. Yeah, well, I agree, Santa. They're really great and healthy for you, too. They're great for the keto diet, thanks to high fiber, high protein, low sugar, and low calorie counts. Ho, 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 ho. These sound fantastic. How can I get my hands on them? Well, Santa, thank you for asking. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Remember that is promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Go check it out. Do this that. All right, everybody, now let's get to the seventh item on my off-season witch list. Just one more after this one. Let's get right to it, guys. The seventh item on my off-season wish list is another old, kind of chubby-looking guy. Well, not chubby-looking, but a guy, he, he actually gives me a lot of Santa Claus vibes, believe it or not. Whoa, who would that be? 
That would be Corey Kluber. That's right, guys. Corey Kluber, former Cy Young Award winner. Who knew that would be a situation where Corey Kluber isn't even a highly sought-after free agent? I guess you can expect say that that's what happens in baseball a lot of times. People just kind of fall off. And that's really what happened with Corey Kluber. But let me read you some number, guys. 2.89 ERA, 0.99 whip, and 222 Ks in a season giving him a 9.3k per nine that was his last season when he was really truly healthy i know that the health is the big thing with Corey kluber but I, you know i sure look look i doubt his strikeout numbers will ever come back to what they were in his cy young winning seasons but still oh it ain't over till it's over that's what i always say Exactly, Santa. Thank you for your input. Here's my thing, guys. If you look at, you know, what the Padres did recently, they did kind of do the same thing with Garrett Richards last year. Garrett Richards was a really great, awesome pitcher for the Angels, and he wasn't even nearly on the level of Corey Kluber, but they still gave him a chance. They still took a flyer on him as being that kind of back-of-the-rotation starter, and it sort of paid dividends, sort of. I actually think it was a little bit weird the way the Padres just kind of you know, use kitty gloves on the guy and basically just didn't use him as a starter for the rest of the season, which kind of hurt the team a whole bunch, and I was a little bit surprised by that, and just use him in the bullpen. Well, Corey Kluber is better than, like I said, Garrett Richards ever was, and I think that if they're willing to shell out, if they're willing to take a flyer on someone like Garrett Richards, then they sure as heck can take a flyer on someone like Corey Kluber. And also, as I mentioned with Brad Hand, how fun would it be to basically bring back a former Padre? I know he wasn't as famous as he used to be when he was with the Padres in that farm system. It's kind of one of the more infamous trades of the organization, but still, how fun would that be? I really think that people should look from it from that perspective. And again, it's a bargain bin kind of option. You probably don't have to give him some giant deal, and it could really add a lot more depth to the rotation and give you more shots, especially when, like I said, with not wanting to um, sign Trevor Bauer, it gives you a lot more options in just in case Mackenzie Gore and Luis Patino are brought up into the rotation and are able to make a little bit more of a splash at the major league level. That way you're not having them blocked by some long contract that you might have to give for Trevor, Trevor Power. Corey Kluber absolutely fits that bill. I don't think it would cost nearly as much because I think a lot of teams are down on him, especially after this 2020 season when he only went one inning. What did he go, one out? I don't even remember exactly. I don't even think he got a single out before being injured and then being gone for the rest of the season. So Corey Kluber is absolutely someone I am super high on. Ho, 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 why, that would make for a great signing indeed. Thank you, Santa. I appreciate your endorsement. And the last item on my wish list, Santa, are you ready for this? For the offseason. It's a really big surprising one. Here we go. I want Fernando Tatis Jr. to get what he deserves. No, I'm not talking about the contract because that is a lot more complicated and weird of an issue. I am talking about putting Fernando Tatis Jr. on MLB 21 The Show. Ho, 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 a lot of people ask me for that video game every year. What makes you want Tatis on the cover? Well, here's the thing. There's a lot of different layers to this. I just think that baseball needs to start endorsing and really come to grow and embracing everything that is Fernando Tatis Jr. He is the star of the sport now. He really is. I know Mike Trout's the best. I know Mookie Betts is better in basically every way for the sure, but those guys aren't nearly as exciting, as braggadocious, as just ball player swagger as Fernando Tatis is. I would say Mookie Betts is, is, is pretty close. He is still pretty exciting. A lot of people like him, but there ain't no Tatis. If baseball wants to do the right thing, man, oh man, the best thing that could possibly happen is if, if Fernando Tatis Jr. is on the cover of the most popular sports game, uh, in terms of baseball at least. It's definitely not the most popular sports game. That probably unfortunately goes to Madden, but MLB 21, the show, really excited for that one, and I really think 
that him being on the cover would be a great sign for a sport that is really moving forward and starting to, unlike they did with Mike Trout, really address and start, you know, embracing and advertising the youngest star of their game. They didn't do it with Trout. Trout has never actually been on the cover of MLB The Show, which is crazy considering it's basically the only baseball game ever since MLB 2K basically fell off the map. And I know that this is a really extremely Javier Reyes video game boy type of take, but I really think it would absolutely be phenomenal if in the offseason we get the announcement that we get Fernando Tatis Jr. on the cover. Honestly, that would be the greatest W that the Padres have had in quite a long time, That, except for maybe the game two against the Cardinals in the playoffs this year. I think that would be like the greatest W Padres fans have had in a long, long time. And it would be so exciting and it would be a sign that baseball is really starting to market the stars a little bit better. Don't put on somebody like Freddie Freeman, who, don't get me wrong, no shame to Freddie Freeman, but he's just not Tatis, man. Who does everybody want to watch? They want to watch Tatis. So that is the final item on my wish list. Santa, I really enjoyed you uh, coming on the podcast. You really made my weekend and made this a lot easier. And I really hope you can grant these wishes and everything else in between. Ho, 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 ho. Absolutely, Javier. You've done a great job with the podcast. Feliz Navidad. I hope you have a great and jolly old Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. Thanks, Santa. I really appreciate it. I hope you eat plenty of milk and cookies. Guys, if you're curious about what's on the on the dock for the future of the show probably going to be working on you know wrapping up this great 2020 and honestly i'm super grateful in general even if this offseason wish list did not come to fruition in any way i'm super grateful for the 2020 season that the pies were able to give us and everything that kind of transpired from this from this podcast or what have you um going to be doing the top 20 plays of this amazing 2020 season soon we'll be getting on that soon and i'm also going to be talking with daniel wade of locked on chargers about a whole bunch of fun stuff because why not the chargers you know they're, they're basically San Diego still. We kind of, we associate them with it. If you're a San Diego fan and you gave up on the Chargers, I understand. I, I genuinely do understand. But we still kind of associate with them San Diego. At least I still kind of do. So I'm going to have him on the podcast. And that's what you guys can expect for the future. But with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast where you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts overcast app you know himalaya wherever just just check it out on your podcast service app i promise you will find it and if by any chance you're on apple Podcasts, go over there and give me some five star ratings i would greatly appreciate that on this holiday season maybe i should have put that on my uh off-season wish list too to get more five season star uh ratings i would have appreciated that but be also sure to follow the show or myself on Twitter. That's at LO underscore Padres or at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas and a happy holidays to all of you. Ho, ho, ho.